What the heck does straw bale gardening have to do with choosing the right course? Come on inside and find out how my crazy brain makes that connection. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you, can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I'm so glad you're here. All right, it's week 23 of 2021. And as usual, I'm here to remind you to check in on your goals. We're quickly approaching that halfway mark of the year. I hope that things are on track for you and that you are doing everything it takes to make this second quarter a huge success. Before we get into the whole straw bale connection, I want to share this with you. I shared it in our Facebook community earlier today, and you can join us anytime over there. You can get there by going to thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook. If you've already got Facebook up, you can find the group. It's the Six Figure Strategies for Female Online Business Owners. So it was a reminder to Google yourself and set up Google Alerts. Let me ask you, when was the last time that you Googled yourself? Your name is one of those things about you that rarely ever changes. And many people are going to remember it, you know, before they'll remember your company name. Once you Google yourself, here's a couple of questions to ask yourself. Are you coming up on the first page or is someone with the same or similar name coming up? Also, if you're coming up on the first page, is it current info or outdated info? Years ago when I Googled myself, it did come up with some old uh, information and it linked to a site that wasn't even there. It was very, very odd. Anyway, check on those things. And after you do that, then go ahead and make a list of things that you can do to either update things if you need to do that, or they're going to drive you higher in Google rankings if possible. In the group, I added a screen search of my search this morning. And out of over 18 million results, I was pretty happy with mine. It included some of my social, my website, and even my podcast on the first page. So I was pretty happy with that. The other thing is Google Alerts. Did you know that Google can send you an alert when someone mentions you, your business, or any other important topics or terms on the internet? In addition to the alerts that we have set up for my name and my company name, we've also got alerts set up for current and past clients, colleagues, people that we would like to connect with, and others of interest. This is one of the tools that we use to build and maintain great relationships. We love to be able to reach out to any of these people to congratulate them on being mentioned in an article, a guest post, a podcast appearance, anything like that. We also use Google Alerts for key issues or terms in our industry so that we catch the latest chatter and things like that. You can learn how to set yours up. I put the link in the group, but you can always just Google how to set up a Google alert and you'll get the information that you need. I think we get all kinds of valuable information that way. And I think it's an extremely overlooked free tool out there that will help us in our business. All right, on to the topic of the day. 
Toward the end of last week's podcast, I mentioned how we sometimes get sold or buy into things that we're just not ready for, and that can be attributed to a variety of things. One of those is that it sounds like the solution to our problem or issue, but we fail to realize that we're missing some foundational pieces, right? We see that course, we see that offer, whatever it is, and it sounds like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. So what do we do? We whip out the credit card, we buy the course, we get inside, and there are a couple of different things that can happen once we do that, right? Before we get into that though, bear with me. I'm gonna share my adventures in strawberry gardening this year, and I promise I'll make the connection. Quick backstory, this is my fourth summer in, in my house, and spring is my favorite season. Everything's coming back to life, there's bright colors everywhere, and we get to start getting the yard ready for a vegetable garden. Liam, my eight-year-old, he loves to garden and harvest and do all of that, but not so much about eating it afterwards. It's a very odd thing. He prefers the canned veggies. Go figure. Anyway, I can't remember a time that I haven't had a garden. I grew up, my mom always had a garden in the yard. My grandmother always gardened. My mother grew up with that. So, so it's just one of those things that's woven into my life. But this house, oh my gosh, it has been so hard to grow a garden. So that first year, I chose my space, tilled the ground, and I added this great soil and it was like, yeah, it was so-so. And then, you know, weeds were outrageous. We have squirrels around here. Oh my gosh. I, somebody even posted in a Facebook group the other day for our community asking if people would be mindful about pe feeding all these squirrels peanuts because her son has a peanut allergy and the squirrels just leave those everywhere. They don't know he's allergic. So there's always the danger that he might pick one up. I don't know about raccoons. I hear that they're around, but I've never seen one. And that's the thing with this garden journey that's so maddening. I have never caught the culprit. I've never seen them. I just find tomatoes half eaten in the yard and other vegetables just all over the place. So over the next two years, I tried like a variety of things to protect the garden. No luck. Last year, I even moved my tomato plants and everything into containers, pots on my deck, thinking like the noises from the house would help keep the critters away. So last year was kind of the final straw. Out of nine tomato plants, I harvested five tomatoes. That's crazy, right? So this year we switched up two raised garden beds. Great. I researched, I planned out how I could build like enclosures for them using PVC and netting and things like that. Spring arrived and we were prepared. So as we put the plan into action, I realized actually that I needed more space to grow some other things. I didn't have room for more raised beds in our garden space. So what was a girl to do, right? You got it. Straw bales. I had the perfect place for them and I could arrange them in a way that they would fit, whereas the raised beds wouldn't. So I've been hearing about straw bales for several years. My husband's uncle had actually done it a few years ago. So I hopped online to see where I could buy some straw. I was surprised at the number of places as well as the range and price and different varieties that were available. Unfortunately, Uncle Johnny has since passed away, so I couldn't benefit from his wisdom. So of course, back to Google. In case you're wondering, straw bales are better than hay bales. You can Google that and find out why, but there's a fun fact for today. I called the local farm market. They had three left, but they were closing for the day and closed the next day. So great. I'll take them. I'll pick them up when you're open. So we were good to go. I checked it off my list. I went back to living my life working, you know, picked up some seed and other plants that I was going to plant in these straw bales. Life was good. Now, of course, you know, since I had Googled about these straw bales, what kind of ads, links, all that kind of stuff that started popping up everywhere, right? All this info about straw bale gardening. And yes, I clicked on some of them because they were really interesting. What I found out was that I had to condition these bales for the best results. 
So I'm like, what do you mean condition them? Is this true? Is everybody doing this? Or is this just, you know, the uh, a suggested thing? So I researched it a bit more and everyone recommended this. There was this one dude who was like, yeah, I don't do that and everything else. But then even though he did get a harvest, it wasn't as hardy and full as it could have been. So great. Now I know that I have to condition these. Oh my gosh. Plus get this. It's an 11 day process with certain steps on certain days. And I had to go buy the stuff to condition them with. Jeez Louise, like I thought I was going to go in a couple days, pick up these bales, plant my plants in them and be good to go. You can just insert a nice face palm right there. Mentally, I had already committed to this straw bale gardening and I had went and bought the extra plants and seeds. So I wasn't about to give up now. So everybody recommends using urea to help condition them and I couldn't seem to find any locally. So I off to Amazon I went, ordered that. It wasn't due to be delivered for about a week. So they said that you could use this blood meal to help condition them. So back to Menards I went, bought some of that to use in the meantime until the urea got here. Today as I'm recording this, I'm on day five of the process. The urea is supposed to be here tomorrow. So now in addition to all of the, uh, so now in addition to the extra expenses of the things that I have to do and, you know, having to wait longer to get it done, I now have to build about a half hour into my days for this conditioning process. I'm sure it's going to be worth it, but holy moly. So let's look at this from a bird's eye view. So my problem was that I just needed more gardening space, right? And based on everything that I had heard, straw bale gardening was the perfect solution. I bought into it to find out that while it was a great solution, I was not ready for it. I needed to put some things in place and then I was going to need to build in some time to implement it. Of course, I could have decided that straw bale gardening is too much work. It's not for me and that could be legit for some people, but here I am. Now I will say it would have been nice to know everything that was involved going into this. My bad, I didn't research it enough. So I'm pretty sure by now you know where this is going, right? The same thing happens in our businesses. We think that the problem is this or that, like maybe we need to know how to run Facebook ads. And Lord knows there's no shortages of courses or programs or offers for that, right? Here we are back to whipping out that credit card. We buy the program, the course, whatever it is. And then we find out that we're not quite ready. Either we haven't clearly defined our ideal client, our voice, our messaging, or some other thing that's missing. And so this is going to take longer than we thought. And it's easy with all the other things that are calling for our attention in our businesses that we lose sight of the program or the course and we just don't finish it. It doesn't happen every time, but it happens a lot. I forget the statistics on that, but they're pretty high. Or maybe we think we need to create a course. We buy the program or course to help us create our program or course just to find out that we now have to do market research. We have to learn how to write sales pages, how to do Facebook ads, write the course, record the course, pick up platform to host it on, upload the course, market the course, deliver the course, get feedback from those who did buy and those who didn't, just to mention a few things that are involved in this process. Plus, we now have to find time to do this all while we're taking care of the other responsibilities that we have in our business. It's a lot. 
add to that, these programs and courses, there's an urgency there, right? Much like summer gardening, there's a time frame involved. You know, with gardening, the seasons come and go regardless of whether I'm ready or not. And likewise, the course or program that you're interested in closes soon, and it's only available once or twice a year. And while that's understandable, obviously, each of us gets to decide the frequency of our offers and, and all of that, but it doesn't mean that it fits in with your timetable, my timetable, and especially if you're not ready for it. I can tell you, I bought programs that were only available once a year because I'm going to implement that strategy or that business model before it's going to be available again. I'm not going to be able to do it right now because I'm busy with these other things, but I don't want to have to wait another year for it. So I bought some of those programs. I don't know. Has that ever happened for you? When I've done it, here's what happens. By the time that I get around to actually being able to work on that course or program, the time frame has elapsed where you get that feedback and you can interact with the course course creator. So that's a huge component for a lot of people to not be able to get that feedback. And even if the community is still there, it's not as lively as it was. And you have to search for answers and all of that. It just isn't as engaging as it was if I had participated when I bought it. I mean, it's a nice perk right now that a lot of people are offering lifetime access, which side note, I'm going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode. But anyway, that lifetime access and still I have access to the content, but I don't have access to all of the other components that are very valuable. Today, I'm just inviting you to do your due diligence, do your research, ask questions. Let me tell you, any respectable business owner will welcome your questions without making you feel some kind of way. I know a lot of sales pages now have some FAQs, but I'm saying go deeper if you need to. You know, you want to ask questions like, what should I have in place already in my business in order for me to achieve the results that you're promising or to be successful at this? Also, how much time should I set aside each week or each day, depending on, you know, how it's coming out? How much time should I set aside each week to work through the material. I know there's a whole lot of other questions, but make them specific to you. You know, think about any other questions that are important to you. Think about those previous experiences that you've had and surprises along the way that you've encountered and go ahead and ask those questions. This is your money. This is your business. This is your time. Bottom line, this is your business. You're putting forth so much time, effort, and resources to grow your business. Don't let the hype pull you in or let the lack of information you need either drain your bank account on a course or a program that you don't really need or you're not really ready for. Or flip side of that is don't let that lack of information or the questions that you have keep you from purchasing what you need to move forward. That's a double-sided coin there. If you're ever in a place where you're on the fence about a course or offer, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to give you feedback based on where you are. Oh, and side note, I'll keep you updated on the straw bales. Well, that's it for today. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You're welcome to come join us in our Facebook community. It's the Six Figure Strategies for Female Online Business Owners group. Or to make it easy, you can just go to the purposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook. It'll take you directly to the group. I'll be back next week to talk about some current marketing practices that don't feel so great and how it appears that we're beginning to finally shy away from some of those, along with some things that you may want to try instead. In the meantime, tune in this Thursday when my guest is Mindy Hibner. We're talking mindset, some of the traps we fall into, and how to free ourselves from them. Until then, let's go make a difference. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.